Welcome along to the Bug Extra podcast. I'm David Lovell. On the weeks I can't get a guest for my normal How I Caught the Wrestling Bug podcast, I bring on a previous guest to uh, talk about the news in wrestling. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by a couple of previous guests on the show. They are the co-hosts of the Power Bombshells YouTube show on the Fight Game YouTube channel. It's a very warm welcome, first of all, to Mel Gray. Mel, how's it going? I am doing great. Thanks for having us back. Delighted to have you back. And also delighted to have um, Sam Shipman as well. Sam, how's it going? Great. Thank you for having us. So I brought both of you on because the biggest talking point in wrestling right now, and probably the biggest story of the year, I would say, other than maybe Cody... Um, leaving AEW and, and going to WWE. Can you think of a bigger story this year, Mel, than, than Sasha and Naomi walking out on Monday night? Wow, now that you've made that comparison, there really haven't been... I mean, other than King Omega being out for a while, but that wasn't like a controversial... Not like on this level. I'm trying it's, to think of like a bigger story of the... Maybe I'm missing something. Sam, can you think maybe, of anything? Maybe... Maybe Grandpa Des not knowing uh, CM Punk. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's yeah. Might, might <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything bigger because um, I think it also played, which I'm sure we'll get into the conversation, but it also plays into a bigger story because they are not the first two who have left WWE in the middle of a show um, in the last few months. So I think that I don't think anything. I think these two are the two biggest stories, probably. And wrestling this year. So who who was some um, left during the show recently then? Jeff Hardy left during a house. Oh, show. of course he did. Yeah, yeah, left for the crowd, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And yes, he did. And uh, Tony left, but I don't remember. Was she at was Tony Storm at a house show when she left, or did she just leave after the show and then never came back? I can't remember the exact details. I can't remember the exact, but I can't I believe recall. that Tony Storm actually did her show and left on her way away from it was i believe baltimore right Right. so she just like she did her thing and she left and then just never came back i believe right but i can't remember anyone i mean obviously steve austin uh left but i mean he didn't even come to the show he didn't even go to that role that he was meant to lose to to brock lesnar and, and and cm punk I think CM Punk did go to the Raw where he left, but he never actually was on on the show or anything. But Sasha and Naomi were scheduled to be in the main event of the show. They were going to be in a six-pack challenge with Mm -hmm. Asuka, Becky, Dewdrop, and Nikki Ash. And, um, of course, um, they they, they leave. They... they, um, They leave the building. Um, It's actually acknowledged on the show... You had Corey Graves. I mean, obviously, um, people were um, getting on Corey Graves' case for the stuff he said on the commentary. But I think um, Carmella sort of came to his defense and said, he's not saying stuff from the top of his head. You know, this, this is stuff he's being fed, you know, through Vince or whoever. So I don't think, you know, Corey Graves wasn't right. going out there to, 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 to bash these women. You know, it was just because he was being fed those lines. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, they obviously changed the match. They did Asuka and Becky, which was actually probably a much better match uh, to do for the main event. But um, obviously they did a rep- they did a statement, WWE, saying that this was because they didn't want to work with two of the women 
in this match. Now, as far as I can tell, that's just an outright lie. That, that that part was not cor- that that from what Sasha and Bailey are saying that or not. Sorry, not Bailey. Sasha and not Naomi. Even, from yeah. what I'm hearing, that that was not what happened uh it was not it wasn't because of the two women i mean i know that was a story that was being told but i think i've heard since then that that was actually not correct that just felt like a way of um you know just trying to make them less popular with the other people in in the locker room right because i think the the actual the story that i heard and, and you two can correct me if i'm wrong but they actually were sort of lobbying for a program with Dewdrop and and um, Nikki Ash for the tag yes. team titles, and that's the story I've heard as well. The plan apparently was for Naomi to pin Sasha in the match, and then Sasha was obviously going to face um, Bianca Belair. Uh, no, sorry, Naomi was going to face Bianca Belair for the uh, Raw Women's Title. And Sasha actually was going to work with Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown women's title. And, and they were not happy with that. And, and I know that Dave and Brian couldn't understand why. Why would you not be happy about, you know, facing off for the, the, the women's title? But they take being the tag team champions very, very seriously. They wanted to <laughs> put these belts on the map, didn't they? And, and, and that was, right. that seemed to be the biggest, um, the biggest bone of contention as far as they were concerned. Right. That's how I've <laughs> taken it too. And also like, because from, from our understanding, Sasha and Bailey, when the titles were, cre- you know, they fought to even have the titles created in the first place. And they fought for a very long time to even get women's tag team champions, uh, our titles, our championships rather. And then they finally get them, they win them and then they lose them almost immediately and the title has, they've never... W- In pretty embarrassing fashion, if I might. <laughs> right, I mean, yes. it wasn't even, like, yeah, it was Yeah, it was ugly. so... So the whole history of this, the women's tag ty- team titles, I think, have been an issue from the beginning. So I think that's a part of... Another reason why Sasha feels so passionately about the whole situation is because she has fought and fought for these titles. Then they get them. They've basically been made a mockery of, they don't care about the titles. And then, so when her and Naomi, you know, they were put in a position to win these titles. Like, I think that they wanted to, Sasha wanted, she envisioned her and Naomi to be able to make these titles, which her and, which her and Bailey originally wanted. And so she could kind of correct that course and, make it you know mean something and make it matter and then you know what did they just win those like six weeks ago i think it was and then now you know they're already being told that we're gonna you know we're gonna split you out we're not necessarily split you up but we're gonna have you instead of defending these titles you're gonna go off in you're gonna be in the women's title picture instead of the tag team title pictures and then the tag team titles are just i get they're basically are still meaningless and i think that's where the that's where I think that you know the the bigger issue comes from is because Sasha's I think Sasha just probably and, and Naomi too but I think Sasha just feels like they've never taken these titles seriously um, and that they if they're not taking them seriously now then they're never going to no they, ne- they never have taken them seriously the only time that they seemed to mean anything was when uh, Sasha and Bailey had them but even then I mean they were involved I mean uh, was it was it Bailey had the SmackDown women's mm-hmm. title at the same time i think sasha actually won the, right. war, the raw women's title at, at one right. point as well so they both had 
they both were tag team champions and also they held the uh, the women's title as well at the same time right. when they were. Yeah. So it's always been like that. I mean, it's always been the tag titles have been, the tag division has been an afterthought, you know, right, right from day one. Um, but uh, Mel, have you got anything to add about, about any of this? Is there anything that you heard that we haven't covered yet from uh, what happened on Monday? Any other reason why they might have walked out? Because it, this feels like something that had been not just spare of the moment. It, 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 it seems like it had been brewing for a while, particularly on mm. Sasha's side. So what you guys have actually been clearing up for me a little, because it was something that from, I tried to be as kind of, I tried to come to this as cold as possible without getting a bunch of other people's thoughts in my head, because I wanted to use my own words about, yeah. Yeah, and I, I and I did, I did read, you know, the observer portion, because there, he at least, Dave at least will give you essentially a sort of play-by-play, this is the, you know, documentation of what uh, these things are and that, so that it was helpful, because it kind of laid everything out for me in a way that was more understandable. But it had established me, because my biggest question the entire time was, when everyone was sort of dropping the what's the big deal, it's a great booking, you're going to, you know, lose to Ronda Rousey and you're going to lose to Charlotte and, and stuff. I was like, I was like, yeah, but, but what about the tag team titles? Right. What about, shouldn't the yeah. tag team titles have had a match on this pay-per-view? And so that kind of, you guys have actually sort of cleared that up for me, is that, yes, what about the tag team titles? And she... Uh, Sasha has walked away and had problems in the past because of this exact issue. So I feel what I don't know. I I think dismissing yes, those are great singles situations and those are great places to be in and the fan base for WWE that is you know just I'm not part of and I don't have any beef with. But I understand that they believe that if you win or lose or wrestle this person, that it will make you a big deal. And these are two women that are a big deal. And yeah, but but that- I didn't like the dis. What I feel like it didn't get covered was sort of the dismissive nature of Sasha's feelings about the situation, and and maybe sort of like. Well, I don't see what the big deal is. She's going to get this great singles match. And it was like... Yeah, but they're both going to lose. I, mean, I, I don't see... Right. Yeah, Sasha's yeah. not... And, Sasha's and, not yeah. gonna, and, sorry, go on. I mean, and we all know it. It's like, yeah, but but it's okay because they're going to lose to important people. Well, Sasha, <laughs> I think you could argue that Sasha is more important than Ronda Rousey. Sasha is a four... She's one of the original four horsewomen with Charlotte. She and Charlotte and Becky and... But not right now, Sam, because Ronda Rousey's on the show. Of course not. Of course not. Because (laughs) Ronda Rousey is on the show and none of the other women matter for the year that Ronda Rousey is on the show. (laughs) That that is true, too. If I'm thinking in the WWE logic, then yes, that is correct. But (laughs) from the... And, you know, and so... And Naomi, I think, should be... She's somebody that should have been elevated a long time ago. She's a... She's yeah. a phenomenal athlete. She's got great charisma. Her character is great. I mean, she went, she, in her return, she went viral for people who don't even watch pro wrestling, saw her and were asked, and they were asking questions like Kiki Palmer said, who is that? And said, I would love to play her in a movie like that. And they, that's huge. And that's getting totally outside fair. of the wrestling bubble. 
and they just and we all knew it was gonna happen we all knew that they were gonna be like they were gonna retweet the stuff and then they were just gonna push it aside and not they didn't want to push Naomi when they had the perfect opportunity so I feel like they were they're just dismissive of Naomi in general and now they're being dismissive of Sasha's feelings about the title and they're just being dismissive of the female tag team the women's tag team titles in general and so I think a lot of it just comes back to it feels the whole thing just feels very dismissive the other thing with Naomi as well is the fact that she is married to is it Jimmy I think it's Jimmy you say right yes Yes. so obviously you know Jimmy is in the biggest faction in WWE right now you know right obviously uh, by being married to Jimmy, she's kind of um, in the same family as Roman Reigns. So, I mean, this kind of puts it in a that that kind of makes this an interesting situation sure. as well in that respect because yeah, Roman is like the chosen one. He's you know he's the right. yeah. So it's uh, yeah, you've got that part of the mm-hmm. equation as well. It makes it a very interesting situation as to how they right. approach things going forward because obviously they now have said on SmackDown that they are suspended <laughs> indefinitely. That's yeah. what they've been. That's the line yeah, they've that was quite the. Uh, that was. I, I didn't. Because um, I don't. I'm not a regular WWE watcher, but I had seen the quote, but then the video came across my timeline. And that was. You could definitely tell Michael was being fed the lines he was being fed, but it was interesting watching Pat McAfee's face the entire time, listening as he was listening to what was being said and how he just was trying his hardest not to react. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we also, on top of that, within like minutes of that, we found out they've they've already pulled their merch from the website. And um, I had seen like if you search Sasha, it just says you can't they can't find or whatever it is. But then because I, I saw someone tweet it and I didn't think the person was lying, but I was like, I have to see for myself. And when you search Naomi, a picture comes up and says parts unknown. And it says something about how, like, I can't remember the exact words that are on there, but it has like Papa Shango and it has like other people on there. And it just feels like why, first of all, just pulling them, both of their merch is off. They're clearly trying to make sure they're not getting merch. They don't want their fans <laughs> to like i guess book sell them out of merch but then so you have sasha that you well, just, they're trying to control the narrative right, and they and have been and, since the minute that they were feeding those lines to, and i i don't look poorly on the guys at the table in these situations or a lot of situations because we all know that that is the big man in the ear going well, say this i mean i i, I um when i first heard I about this i don't know fan <laughs> well i first heard about this i don't follow WWE that closely so i don't watch raw or smackdown but i um i think it was early tuesday morning i i, I woke up and i i saw it and i saw the WWE statement and my initial reaction I, I think probably the same reaction as a lot of people was it's a work because if they had walked out they're not going to address it on the website uh, that was my first thought, but obviously I quickly realised, no, this is definitely not a work. But um, yeah, they, they've been trying to control the narrative you know, right from the very beginning and, and, and putting out that uh, statement and saying that they didn't want to work with two of the women in the match is complete bullshit. I mean, it, it really yeah. is. I mean, it, it's there's no other word for it. It's just, it's, it's just you know... It, or that uh, no one in the locker room liked them, which, first yeah. of all... 
who gives an F about that? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, who cares about what people in the locker room think? Like, this is performance-based, like, athleticism. Anybody who's any, I've worked in theater. I've worked around fe- festivals with performers. There's always drama in the locker room. Like, using that line has got to go. It's, oh, well, nobody in the locker room understood. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But why would they? It's none of, maybe it's none of their business. Maybe they haven't been involved in the inner workings of every move that Sasha has tried to make maybe by herself a lot to make this relevant and make this in the forefront. And so I I think that, and again, listening to someone who is one of their biggest stars at the end of the day, she's brought in more interest. And I mean, I I don't know money, but interest because of her wrestling and and what she's brought to the four horsemen. But I, I think that that kind of thing, that petty, silly, like, no one in the locker room likes her or or agreed with her. I don't think that should, I, that doesn't warrant printing anywhere, but in the really dirty dirt sheets, in my opinion. I just don't think it's. They tried to paint Charlotte the same way. Like when Charlotte has spoken up about things she didn't like, or the whole debacle about the pregnancy test last, last year that ended up being false and they pulled her off of me and all that stuff. And when she has come forward, they've done the same thing. Oh, Charlotte's hard to work with. Nobody likes Charlotte because um, she's difficult. They did it with Moxley. Right. And so, but it's also painting a picture. Yeah. So they do it with with talent in general, but it's interesting that it seems when they're doing it with women as well. Yeah. Well, they do it differently, I think, with women a little bit. I mean, I I don't think there's any denying that. I mean, I think that these sort of like her her summarily unprofessional behavior or it's like that what come on like yeah and you can get into conversations like there's two sort of points that people have made other than that which is was it professional or unprofessional which is a debate and then there's the other thing is they're in a contract situation and I would like to speak on the contract thing as someone who likes pro sports of all kinds is that it's 2022. There was a holdout at the beginning of the year for Major League Baseball. Yeah, so people could get paid more. Cody Rhodes did all the things he did. He did that. I'm going to cut this promo. And I mean, we have, there's examples inside of wrestling. There's examples outside of wrestling in every pro sport right now. WWE can let anyone go at any time and nobody, I mean, you know, we care, but in general, no one cares. But when a pro athlete stands up and is like, I'm going to make a stand on in and maybe, maybe make it a contract issue even, it becomes, oh my dear God, how, how could they talk? And I'm, that's something that I do think that I'm tired of hearing people well, that's no way to get a better contract. Screw you. How much money did Cody just get paid? <laughs> yeah, and how much do the women get paid in comparison to the men as well? Yeah. I mean, exactly. that, that's I mean, that, let's be honest, everyone's underpaid. Yeah, when yes. you look when you look yeah. at the uh, the amount of revenue the company's making, everyone's yes. underpaid, but there's definitely a disparity between what the men get paid and what the women get paid when the women are positioned on the same level, in, in, in many ways, they are in the main events quite often. 
you know, they they main evented um, what night one. What I suppose not really night one because Austin and Kevin Owens was night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. But last year they were. Last year they main evented night one of WrestleMania, and they've been in the main event. Um, yeah, was it the year? No, it was uh, twenty nineteen. WrestleMania thirty five, which is when the one I was at. The freeway that was a women's yeah. main event. That was the first women's main event ever. But yeah. they are still not getting paid as much no. as the men, which is not. It's not right because they are being, as I say, booked on the same level as the men. Right. Right. I agree with that. And then you also have the situation where Sasha is probably on her way out at some point. She's Hollywood definitely has, she definitely has their attention. There's people who are interested in her. And so I feel like, like they went through like, so first of all, like you said, you know, they put out the statement um, the just the weird WWE never addressed. Like they didn't do that for Tony Storm. They didn't even do that for Jeff Hardy. <laughs> they didn't do these things. But then the minute Sasha doesn't, you're going to put out a statement like that. Then you're going to go to E News and have them print out stuff. And then that with the E News thing, they slapped on at the bottom that she had left and taken time off for her mental health. And I just thought that was really gross. I really didn't like the way they are making that come off so it felt it feels like a smear campaign and they know Sasha is going to go to Hollywood one way or another and I feel like they're trying to paint her as a woman who is hard to work with somebody who will walk off set if she's unhappy and they're trying to they're trying to control her narrative before she even leaves the company and they just it's just all of it's just gross (laughs) it really is I mean they they are claiming that uh you know sasha and naomi were so unprofessional but they're they're the ones being probably more unprofessional in many ways by what by what they're putting out there i mean yeah bringing up someone's mental health i mean that is just yeah that is just so low i mean that, that... I was like, why would she want to come back now like not only you know you're not listening to her you're making she's clearly unhappy and now you're putting out the literally hours later you're going through e-news which yes is owned by nbc so we get like, we know what they're doing. It's very obvious. But, yeah, just to add the mental health, just really. Like, why would Sasha want to come? Like, even if they were to come to some sort of agreement, you know, through the end of her contract. But why would she even want to come back now? They're throwing her mental health out there. as, And they're throwing out there like it's a problem. Like, not that, like, there was no need to include that information out there. And I think that I'm sure, I, I feel like WWE's P, PR uh, team probably put something together sent it to their contact over at E-News and said, send it out exactly as is. And they probably, and they probably did it. So, I mean, sure. E-News could have added that in there themselves, but this just feels like something WWE did that they just were like, here, send this out, leave it and just put it exactly the way we've got it written. Don't make any changes to it. Well, she was being a hysterical woman. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, so she had to take time off for his well, her hysteria. Yeah, and then they in their original their original PR statement, which I believe was in the the E News one, they at some point there I can't remember exactly where it was. It was early on that they were supposedly when Sasha and Naomi were going back and forth with Vince and the producer. At some point, they were told to fix their attitudes, and that just comes. That makes me really uncomfortable. For multiple reasons, a as a woman, but obviously it has racial undertones to it. It's and I know some people are like, "Don't bring race." It's you can't not bring race into it when it's two women of color mm. 
who are being involved when they didn't do that. They didn't do this to Charlotte. They didn't do it to Tony Storm. They didn't even do it to Jeff Hardy. Nobody brought up. They didn't say things like that. And it's just. And I was talking to a, a friend on Twitter the other day, and she said that that statement plays into the the angry black woman trope. And she was like, and it's very. She was like, it's and she her the woman I was talking to was a black woman, and she was like, it's very. She was like, we know what that language is. And she was like, and they use that language on purpose. And it's, and she was like, it's a very, and so she was like, we all see it, even if people don't want to admit it. And she was like, and we have, and, you know, and I talked to Mel about it. I was like, it's something that you have to call out. It, it's, you know, it, it's definitely there. And, you know, so it is, it is partially because they're women and they're women standing up for themselves, but they are also black women standing up for themselves. And people will say, oh, well, Bianca has the title or, Oh, you know, Xavier has held the title and Bobby, uh, Bobby Lashley did this, which yes, but two, three, two things can be true at the same time. Like you can mm-hmm. still, you can have, you know, these people out here who are getting titles as they should be, but then you can have, you know, you can have these women who are being treated poorly um, and they can, and you, two things can be true at the same time. Just, and I mean, even in the same situation of Big Soul, where she was having some issues just because powerhouse Hobbs was being used regularly on TV and just because you know Jay Cargill now has the the TBS title doesn't mean in Swole's experience that you can't invalidate somebody else's experience just because somebody else has these things and so I think that's a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have and they don't want to turn it into a race thing but I don't think you I don't think you can ignore it it's I mean and WWE has had this history of how they have treated black talent um, and so it seems very apparent it, they do use a lot of, I guess, dog whistles would be the way to word it. Cause they're not going to just blatantly say it, but using phrases like that definitely do have racist connotations to them. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it'd be interesting to see what they do as well, because obviously with Jeff and with, uh, Tony Storm, they, they let them go. You know, they, they, they're releasing from their contract. Will they do the same with uh, Sasha and Naomi? Or will they do what... They might do what they've done with uh, other people. I, I think Neville or, or Park uh, right. is a good example. They, they freeze his contract because he... The big yeah, freeze. I, you I can't do that indefinitely because you can't you right. can't keep someone's contract freeze forever. Right. Well, and then look at... Um, so I was thinking... So I looked at it when I was looking back at like when Tony left, so I think Tony left end of November, early December and Jeff left around the same time. But even if you take Jeff out of the equation, that's three women in five months who have left or have tried to leave. That is a very big issue. And then we have, and then in that we also have Mustafa Ali who has requested his release allegedly after an incident with Vince McMahon who, and a character you know, I guess a character that he was wanting him to play that Mustafa was very vehemently against. Um, and so they sent him home for months and now they have decided to bring him back. But he had, I think when, you know, he was, uh, when he originally was on TV, he was like, see you in two years because that's how long he had left on his contract. And like you said, that's what they did to, to Neville. Um, you know, at the time they did that to him. And so I have heard, didn't um, Oscar blow green mist in someone's eyes in the very match that she replaced uh, Sasha and Naomi in? I mean, I think that we can uh, all agree that the company that we're talking about has questionable values in that right. regard. 
Yeah, and so I have heard, because that was one of the questions, one of my first questions when this came out Monday night, because I had, they were already seeing stuff that, no, this was not a work, and then WWE released a statement, and it was just really weird Monday night, um, seeing both of these things, because you have, you have certain people who are like, no, this is, you know, we have confirmation that this is not a work, and then WWE sends out that statement, and we're like, well, what's happening here? They're definitely trying to control the narrative right away. And so I asked when were their contracts up and I have heard, I don't know um, if this has been verified, but I had heard that somebody who was a former WWE writer says that both of their contracts are up within a couple of months, but that Naomi was supposedly in contract renegotiations when this happened. I don't, like I said, I don't have not heard how accurate that is. Um, but if they've only got two months or, you know, a few months, maybe even six months left, you would think that they would just let them go. But if they freeze them, what are they just going to freeze them for two months? And, you know, they've already pulled the merch down, which kind of makes me think they're going to lean towards freezing their contracts because then they can't make they also while they're freezing their contracts, they also cannot make, make merch money. money. Yeah. Which is what it feels like. It just feels like. WWE is going, they're being petty and they're going as low as they can possibly go. And so I feel like instead of just giving them what they want and releasing them, that they're just going to freeze it and make the situation. Well, they have to punish um, them for what they did on Monday yeah, because of their summarily unprofessional behavior. Just and being, <laughs> we have to have a summarily <laughs> unnecessary uh, result of that. It's, it's just, I, you know, it's so funny because you keep talking about Tony Storm and I legitimately, and I think it's because maybe I think about all the women that they have, but I thought they had released her. I thought she was yeah. part of the releases. I didn't realize that that was, um, I, I knew that that was an issue and I had kind of forgotten because I had just been like, that was, because I mean, you know, any one of these people, I mean, I don't think with these two because they know the score. With letting them go. I right. mean, come on. That, well, yeah. And the, I think another thing, if you want to talk about how they've been petty, they made it, when Jeff walked out, they made it seem like, oh, Jeff was on drugs and that's why he did it. Yeah. Like they, even though there are witnesses who said, no, he seemed fine. He seemed perfectly normal. Like it seems, it, he, it didn't seem like that to me, but they were already trying to put out the narrative, oh, he's fallen off the wagon. I oh, he they were trying to make it up to him by, trying to bring him back and offer him the Hall of Fame and, and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then they turned it into, and then the Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks turned it into a BTE bit. <laughs> Which was awesome. Which was very <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it, you see how, even though, so they basically ignore Tony Storm um, and just didn't, they're just like, well, whatever. But with Jeff, they immediately were like, oh, he's, it's because he's a, it's because he's a drug addict. and he He's a junkie. Yeah, and so they're like, he's a junkie. That was the attitude they went. Yeah, well, and they made him, they did the drug test, and then they, instead of waiting for the results to come back, they fired him. (laughs) So, and then, like you said, they offered them the Hall of Fame spot to, to make, I guess, make amends or whatever. And, you know, he said he asked them for his drug test and they didn't give it to him. So it just, so they do, they can be, I mean, I think Vince McMahon is probably one of the pettiest people ever on earth. It's still, and so it just shows you that, like, he, nobody, he thinks nobody big is bigger than Vince, and he, unfortunately, will treat them like cogs in the machine, they'll be replaced by the next 
whoever. And but I think because Sasha has the possibility of being a huge star, she can you know she can be in a lot of movies like Batista is, uh, like John Cena has been. Roman is probably going to Hollywood too, um, which is another interesting thing that Roman and Sasha might be in Hollywood at the same time. Um, but you know he would I guess have their permission where Sasha's just going, and so it just shows you know they definitely. They want to control, they don't want people getting, I guess, being bigger than the company. They want to, you know, funnel those stars out. They're like, oh, well, look at John Cena. You know, we made him. We made him who he is. We made Batista who he is. So we, he has our blessing, but they have our blessing, but somebody trying to get bigger on their own and without them, you know, they're going to try to to bury and try to make it as difficult as possible on them. And I, I don't think, and I, they, you know, we hear, oh, well, the locker room's mad. They won't, nobody's speaking to Sasha. Well, first of all, we, they could have talked to her, you know, outside of WWE. They could have, but I think that who's going to speak up right now and who's big <laughs> yeah, enough. Right. I mean, well, I the only so. one, the only one that could would be Roman. I, I don't think anybody right. else, anybody I, else could, because you haven't got, Undertaker, you haven't got a, a guy right. like that in the locker room. Roman's probably the closest they've got to it right now. Right. And then I did see, I will say, Xavier posted, I can't remember if it was Monday or if it was Tuesday, because a few days before he had posted, you know, post your favorite New Day gift for, I can't remember, I think he said he was trying to see something. Well, he quote tweeted it, uh, and it was uh, The Bad Day Rocks, and it was all of New Day with Naomi, Sasha, and Tamina. Um, and so I guess that's as close as a public statement as we're going to probably get, but I haven't seen anybody else. And Xavier's probably safe enough where they're not really going to wasn't, wasn't there a Shayna Baszler tweet I saw? Was there? I may have missed, maybe there was and I missed that. I can't recall. That'd be it. awesome. I'll just quickly look it up, see if I can find it. I'm sure she, she tweeted something out. I can't remember what it was now, but... Um, of course, the big another big sort of question coming out of this is, if they do let them go, do they go to AEW? I I think they could, but Sasha has also talked about wanting to wrestle in Japan. Um, and you know, she when she when she took her sabbatical um, a few months ago, she or not a few months ago, when she was gone for four months, she did go and train in Japan, um, and has always said she wants to wrestle there. So I could see her going to Japan if she wanted to, or she could go to AEW who has a pretty open policy with letting people wrestle, you know, wherever they would like to wrestle. So I think, and now they have the relationship with DDT pro. So, you know, there is of that possibility, but I think that, you know, we could see Sasha just go to Japan and go wrestle in stardom for a while and, you know, do what she's always wanted to do. That's a really good idea. I didn't even yeah. think about something like that. I think that you could see, I mean, what does Naomi want to do? Like, what does she yeah. see herself? I, I don't know. I have a little bit of an idea of where Sasha's kind of creative brain has been over the last few years, but Naomi's never had a chance to really develop. So, I mean, maybe Japan would be a place for her, too. Or maybe AEW, or maybe even yeah. ROH situation. I, her, I mean, I, maybe she could be someone that builds the ROH division, women's division. I mean, yeah, that that could be something that would be useful. Naomi is a huge talent, and I don't think we've we've they've barely even scratched the surface of what she can do. And I think 
she has a lot more popularity than WWE wants to give her credit for. And so I think that, you know, if she wanted to continue wrestling, that she could go anywhere she wanted to go. And I think, so yeah, like you said, Sasha's a little bit more, you know, we know her a little bit more. Um, we've had it. So we kind of know where she, you know, she is thinking of Hollywood. She is thinking of these outside things, but you know, like you said, we haven't gotten really to see that chance of that side of Naomi to see, you know, what it is that, that she wants. Um, and I think that she should have the chance to go somewhere else with somebody who would appreciate, would hopefully appreciate her more and let her develop into what she should have been doing in WWE. I think that if Sasha was to go, in particular, if Sasha was to go to AEW, she, she would be the biggest, probably oh. the biggest acquisition other than maybe like Punk and Danielson. I, I can't right. think of anybody else that was... Oh, as far as... She'd be the biggest women's acquisition they've I'll had. I'll be the biggest, b- biggest women's acquisition by far. But yeah, apart from yeah, like Punk and Danielson. Yeah, she would be on the level... Of, I would say she would be on the level of Punk and Danielson just yeah, as, a, for sure. as a, a wrestler at whole. But yeah, obviously the biggest women's wrestler they, they've had. Um, but so, And I think Naomi can... And, you know, maybe Naomi would not be as big as Sasha, but I still think if Naomi went to AEW or ROH or impact or wherever she went naomi is still a big get whether people whether oh, yes, she yeah. wants to acknowledge that or not she's super talented um she's really great at what she does and i think that if she was given the right opportunity she could be very big yeah she's one of the most underrated women they have yeah she had like a wrestlemania sure. match i remember seeing just I randomly saw like a documentary and it was a few wrestlemanias ago i couldn't tell you which one exactly but it was like this one has a lot of charisma like this there's a lot to this lady here she right. could be a lot of things and i really maybe AEW would be the good perfect thing because it's more there's i think some people want to just like go and have a complete and total change. And then some people want to go somewhere where it's like they, it's, I don't know, there's a lot of freedom in the women's division and AEW to be what you want to be. And like you said it, I mean, I don't want to repeat what you just nailed, but, but there's room there to, and I think there's people there that are super good at helping with that kind of thing because, you know, whether they should be like tweeting and talking on Twitter or anything like QT Marshall and people like that are still great coaches and can really help someone. I mean, maybe no one's ever sat and looked at her and been like, what kind of wrestler do you want to be? Like, I think it's, I think it's night and day between how the women are booked in AEW and how they're booked in WWE. It's not perfect in AEW by any means, but it's a lot better than, than WWE. I think they, they have uh, booked the women so poorly in in recent years. Um, you're outside of, and it's not just the women. I think if you look at the men's side as well, you've got Roman and Brock Lesnar, and then you've got everybody else. And with the women, it's Charlotte and it's Becky, and obviously with Ronda there now, it's her, and then it's everyone else. You know, nobody right. else is perceived mm-hmm. on the same level. Even though Sasha and and Bailey. Yeah, they came up at the same time as Charlotte and, and um, Becky. They're, they're, they're all four of them, obviously, the four horsewomen. They've never really been positioned on the same level as, as Charlotte right. and, and Becky. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that they're both... I mean, they're not... They're not um, I'm not going to say they're way more talented than Charlotte and, and, and uh, Becky, but they've got... They, they seem to have um, 
offered a lot more, in my opinion, uh, from what I've seen of them. I, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan of Sasha and Bailey than I am of Charlotte and Becky. I'm a fan of all four of them. But Sasha sure. and Bailey in particular have, yeah, I think Sasha's probably the best women's wrestler they've got. Maybe in another, maybe in, uh, outside of um, Asuka. Asuka's probably the best overall. Yeah. But Sasha's probably second on that list, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think they also have just, I think a lot of it is just, it's untapped potential yeah. that they could really well, just, if they would just, you know, kind of hone in on that. And if they would do that thing where you listen to fans. Well, I always thought that, I always thought you know, really, I think that they could. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I always thought that Bailey was going to be like the female John Cena. She, she was going to be the big, you know, fan favorite. That you know, sort of, she could be like the female equivalent for like the Make a Wish and, and all of that. Because yeah. if you look at her in NXT and that yeah, that yeah. fan base that she developed in NXT, never really got a chance to to take that to the main roster. I mean, everybody. It seems everyone who comes from NXT doesn't get to be themselves. They have to be changed, especially now with everyone that comes up now has to have their name changed. And, you know, the, the yeah. latest, latest example of that being um, L.A. Knight is now, was it Max that. Dupree? Yes, I so, think that was the tweet that I saw. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, everybody uh, all up and down the card. From, everyone that's come from NXT has never gotten to be who they were there on the main roster. Right. Which is interesting because who they were there is what got them to Absolutely. the main roster. And, you know, you hear, and I've seen the argument from WWE fans and like, oh, well, you know, Steve Austin used to be the ringmaster. Okay, but was he popular as the ringmaster? <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did he make a name for himself as the ringmaster? Is that somebody that I remember? No. Yeah, I was like, that's, <laughs> not, the same thing. What? that's not the same thing as Pete Dunne, who was in and he was your NXT UK champion, which I know they pretend NXT UK doesn't exist, but it was like he was champion for some what was it, seven seven hundred and something days. And then they bring him to NXT and, you know, he never got I mean, he had some big he's had big moments and he's bat had big views, but nothing obviously like he was in NXT UK. But people know who Pete Dunn is. People who watch the product know who he is. And then you just bring him up, and his name is Butch. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, so Steve Austin." And I was like, "That's not the same thing. Steve Austin, or a uh, ringmaster, didn't hold a title for three years <laughs> under that name. So it's not the same thing." <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, it's baffling. It really is. Uh, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a um it's a story that's ongoing. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We we'll, you know we'll have to wait and see how it all unfolds. But um, my gut feeling is they probably are done with WWE. Yeah. I don't I don't think we're going to see them back. Wow. Certainly not anytime soon. I mean, Mel, what do you think? Do you think they you, you could you see them coming back? Oh, I everything about this still says they'll be kissing and makeup and they can be back if they want to. I I mean, they can, maybe they are done and maybe they're going to make a huge stand here and they're going to, I don't care if you freeze my contract, you can't do it forever. Maybe, I mean, I'd love to see something like everybody just get behind them and like, 
we we're starting a defense fund for Naomi and Sasha to get the heck out of WWE because you know legal it would take a lot of legal maneuvering to get past the freezes and all of that jazz. But I don't know. I can see there being kissing and making up because there tends to be a lot of that. And I mean, she's come back before. I I hope that they're done, but I just I don't know. I I it's nothing is ever like the end for real. There's always a chance and then if they like are sitting around and catering, not doing anything and not making any money sooner or later, I mean that can start to get annoying and I don't know if Naomi has the Hollywood money coming like Sasha, so I'm not sure, but I mean, I don't think anything's impossible when it comes to these situations. Well no, I mean there's been um Bigger things than this have blown over, you know, and 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 you know, deeper, you know, um, what how much what am I trying to say here? You know, fences have been mended that were, you know, ruined far beyond repair before. I mean, you know, Shane McMahon. Um, this, this is definitely this is definitely not a this is definitely not a um, bridge that's uh, that can't be built. You know, there's there's definitely. Uh, yeah, fences to be mended here that can be mended very, very quickly is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I don't think it's uh, damaged beyond repair by any means. But uh, um, what do you think, Sam? Do you, do you think that they're done or, or do you think they could uh, potentially come back? I, it's really hard to say. I would like, like uh, Mel said, I would like them to be done. I think they need to get the hell out of there as soon as they can. Um, I do foresee, even if bridges are eventually mended, I think WWE will freeze their contracts. I think they will make them sit at home, um, and I don't think they'll bring them in. I don't even think they're going to sit in catering. I think they're going to make them. That's what they did to Mustafa. They made him sit at home for months um, where they he, they just literally they didn't speak to him, and he just sat at home. I feel like that's what they're going to do to them because they're spiteful, and they want them to, I guess, sit and think about what they did. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think they're going to freeze the contracts, and then I think that uh, – so they will – maybe they will come to some sort of agreement – um, after the freeze is up, like I said, I don't, I think a lot of it may also depend on how much time is left on the contracts, because if it's, you know, two months or six months, then, you know, I could see them maybe just not bringing them on TV and letting the contracts run out. Um, but they have also, I, Vince probably feels embarrassed. Um, so he's going to make it as hard as possible, um, for them to come back. I think the, another thing with Naomi is like you said, she's married, to, to Jimmy Uso, and he uh, he and his brother just won the unified uh, tag team titles last night. Um, so things are going well for him, and I hope they may try to dangle that to her and be like, you know, if you come back, we'll do this, or we'll put you in the bloodline, or we'll, you know. So I think they can maybe offer her something that they ne- can't necessarily offer Sasha, um, yeah. just because I think they may play. I think they are going to use Jimmy and play that for Naomi to get her to come back. I think that they're going to use the family to bring her back in. And then with Sasha, I don't know what they're going to, it's really hard to say. And that, you know, I really would like them to stay strong and just do what they can, but you know, it's hard. Uh, And like you said, you don't know what kind of things are waiting for them and what kind of legalities 
are going to come to the fact that they walked out and how that, you know, how that plays in. And once again, they don't have a union. So they don't have, they don't have a union who can support them and who can back them um, in this situation, which I, I, I don't, you would, I don't know how as a wrestler, you can look at WWE and look at the situation and be like, we don't need a union. And I know if people are, I know a lot of it, they probably think they need a union, but they're afraid to go up against Vince and they're going to see how this plays out and how Vince is treating them. And they're going to want to just, a lot of them are just going to keep their mouth shut and keep their heads down um, and just do what they got to do until their contracts are up because they're not going to want to challenge Vince and how, because they see how he treats people. Um, and so I think it's, I think, I mean, now I think this situation highlights the fact more than ever that they need a union. I just don't think that, I think there's, I don't know that there's anybody other than unless Roman Reigns were to be the one to spearhead it. I don't see any wrestler standing up to no, him. Cause I've, even, never, I've never heard of any wrestler other than Jesse Ventura, uh, trying yeah. to, to, trying to do this. And, and we all know what right. happened there. Hogan, I think, um, Yes. Put the stop. Put a stop to it. But yeah, I I think Roman would probably be probably be about the only one that could do it. But yeah, I don't it, see, I don't see it happening. No, I don't see that happening either. And even when I was going to say, and maybe you could have somebody like Cody Rhodes because he's been an EVP before. Uh, that was one of the things they were supposed to. You know, when AEW was in its early formation and its early days, you know, they made it. They kind of hinted at a, a union and made it seem like that was something that they were going to do, and then. When Cody was, a, you know, when people would ask him about it, he would kind of back off and not really give it. Would make him the legend he wanted to be. I mean. Yeah, so I think so. Maybe if he gets to the point in a couple of years where he's in a position like Roman is now, maybe Cody will maybe. will do something about it. But I mean, I but he seems to love Vince and you know love what the company did for his family, which I you know I can understand that too. Um, but I just don't, it has to, if somebody's going to do a union, it has to be somebody who's big and who they will listen to. And I just don't know. And like you said, Rowan, maybe Brock Lesnar are the only people who Vince would listen to. And I don't know that they would do it, even though Roman is now seeing it firsthand through his own, you know, family, even though it's family by marriage, it is still his family. So, you know, he is seeing that, but then, you know, would he be the one to ruffle feathers and try to get something started on it or or would he just be on his, you know, his way out? Because he's also made it sound like, you know, he's probably only going to wrestle for a few more years. And then he's, you know, going to head to Hollywood himself. And then, you know, Cody has made comments in the past where he was going to, you know, run for, he was going to run for governor of Georgia <laughs> when he turns 40. That's four, that's four years away. And so do you try to start, you know, before you start your political career, do you try to start a union or is that going to hurt your, you know, does he think that's going to hurt his political career? And so maybe he's not going to try to do anything like that. And he's just going to try to get, you know, try to get his, his title that he's, that his dad never won. And he's just going to be happy with that and just leave it at that. And so, um, you know, you would hope that somebody like these, you know, like a Roman or a Cody or a Brock would would try to make things better for the people who come behind them. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. somebody has to be brave enough to to go toe to toe with Vince, and I think that's they're seeing how Sasha is being Sasha and Naomi are being treated, and that's going to make them probably and even Mustafa Ali, for that matter. You know, we saw how he was treated, and you know, I it's hard to say. 
um, how this turns out. But I, I feel like I know what I would like to happen, but also realistically, <laughs> I think that, you know, they freeze the contracts, figure something out and then maybe have them on TV um, for a little bit. I guess if they freeze their contract, that extend, does, so if they freeze the contract and then they work something out, does that extend the contract, the time left on their contract like it does with injuries? I guess it would, yeah. So then they would have that time added on, and so maybe they make amends and get that figured out and until their contracts are up and then hopefully go on their ways and not resign. But, you know, stranger things have happened <laughs> with that company for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to just wait and see what happened. I found it interesting that you know Stephanie took a leave of absence from the company, and I, I did find the timing of that interesting. It's got nothing to do with what happened on on Monday night, but right. I did I did kind of think for a second. Now is that connected to uh, to what happened? But no, it's not at all. But uh, right. I, mean, I just wonder what Stephanie makes of the whole situation. Yeah, and it's interesting. I feel like hers. I'm wondering if it's more of a. Uh, the reason she's stepping back is because of the, you know, with Triple H and his health and all of that. And it's, but it sounds like Triple H is back yeah, in the office. Yeah, and is he is, yeah. Doing, is he back full-time? I heard something about they thought he was back full-time, but not doing what he was doing prior uh, to his health issues, yeah, I think is what back, I'm... He's back full-time, but in a different role to, to what he was doing before is how, how, how I understand it. And so... yeah. Um, and he's not like allowed to work super long. Like he's not allowed to do like twelve and fourteen hour days and all of those things because he just he's not there anymore. So he has to work Vince, like a Vince, normal Vince has work not been there for years, but they never stopped Vince. But then Vince is wired yeah. differently to everyone else anyway. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I did wonder though, once Stephanie when it came out that Stephanie was, you know, taking a step back, I was like, Well, do they bring Shane McMahon back? I know that that was a whole big thing with him and you know apparently they weren't getting along and he was kind of using his they'll have to make up and bring him back yeah and then i was like well i was like well brandy was chief brand officer for AEW, so you know (laughs) (laughs) she has some experience too so maybe i don't know but yeah so it is interesting that you know stephanie is stepping back she is a woman she's the you know I do think they're unconnected, but it is, and she, you know, but she is also her father's daughter. Um, and she has, yeah, you know, always yeah. assumed that she would, it was kind of always assumed that she would take the role on, you know, after, after he's gone, um, because that's the only way that Zipman will ever give up control. Mm-hmm. Is, I don't think it will happen until he's no longer here, but it is also kind of Stephanie has kind of been primed for that role. So does she, is she taking steps back now so that she can, you know, do whatever she needs to do. They've got, I think two of their kids are teenagers and I believe the other one's a preteen. So is she going to wait? And then once they're, you know, off to college or whatever is that when she starts resuming like full-time duties and um, kind of stepping more into that role that she's always kind of been primed for. Um, and so I think that's an interesting thing too. And then, so if she is in these positions, will she try to change any of this um, so that there are not, people wanting to walk out and quit in the middle of shows and four people four people in a five-month period three of them being women that definitely sounds like a big giant red flag to me i mean i know that they they probably see as oh they're weak uh they can't handle the grind they can't handle the schedule they can't it's it's them not us 
Um, and if they can't do it, we'll just, you know, we'll call somebody else up and they can take their spot type of thing. Um, but it would be interesting to see if any of this changes how Stephanie would run things. And, you know, and who knows? I mean, that could be 10 to 15 years from now. And, you know, WWE can't wait that long for them to uh, change how they're treating employees. So I don't. It's, but, you know, as they kind of just always ran as business as usual, too. Um, there's been big things that should have made them change how they do things, and they do, and it hasn't. So, you know, I don't expect a lot from them. I guess my sort of final question to both of you is, and I think you probably kind of answered it by saying you don't expect anything to change anytime soon, but do you ever foresee a time in the future where the women get paid the same as the men in wrestling? If there's not a McMahon there, then maybe. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I I mean, and then I guess they can make the argument because I think of the women, Rhonda is very well paid. Um, but that's also because of the background that she, the what they thought she was bringing in with, you know, the MMA fan base and things like that. But I think, and I'm not even sure if Charlotte is in, I think she's in a higher, I guess the higher women uh, would be Charlotte and Rhonda, but I don't know what the gap is between, you know, a Bianca Belair or uh, an Asuka even, or even a Naomi um, compared to what some of these top women um, are being paid. But it's still, I mean, when you've, if you're top to, you've got, if you say, listen, here's our top 10 wrestlers and two of them are women and the other eight are men, then that's obviously a huge problem. I think that, if you start to see a big change in how, because the women of AEW start to define, because that's the only script where women are kind of writing a script right now. There's never been a legitimate 100%. You get to like make the rules up. You get to go out and become good wrestlers and the way you want to do it. Like the women right now, I have a huge task that whether they like it or not, which is they're writing the script for North American women's wrestling and what it's going to look like. I think if you saw some of the stronger, the women in the stronger promotions here, and, and obviously AEW is going to take the lead on that because of the freedom that's there, I think you could see the WWE women making a change because whether we want to admit it or not, AEW's existence has changed the way that WWE has done business, sometimes for the worse, but there are also things happening where we have to bring this guy in or we have to do this or we might have to. There's little tiny changes you've seen at WWE that if AEW weren't close enough to being in their way or being a threat, it wouldn't matter. But they've sort of had to bite the bullet on some things and make some tiny changes. So I think that if you saw a big revolution from some of the other, and I mean, there's even like women's own, Donna Rosa has her own promotion. Like, you could see it. But I think it would take a monumental effort and a defection of a level of something like a Sasha, where you start to see two or three women of Sasha's level go. Nope, I'm I'm gonna go wrestle with that other company that treats me like a, a legitimate talent, not just suggesting you tear my shirt off in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you most obscene, like what an ass! Like really, 
But you can make an argument that if you go back to like 2019, was there a bigger star in the company than Becky than Becky Lynch? No, I don't. Think oh so. no, no. But she was self. I don't want to say self-made. She's the one who got herself over though because she broke her nose and <laughs> she, yeah, and she WWE stood in everyone's way. She kept. She made it so the company couldn't deny. She did that man she thing. Was bigger and, and she was she was big enough to do that. If this if the situation had been reversed and it was Nia who ended up with the bloody nose, I don't think that that would have happened yeah. to her. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I no. just mean that no. I think that because of who Becky is, and she already had that following from NXT and the fans who have been waiting for her to to you know be that Becky. Uh, yeah, and so I think Becky made herself undeniable, and it's kind of not to steal the the line from Cody, <laughs> which she. Um, so I I think that you know Becky and Becky should have you know that should have been a point there where you know she was getting paid, um, but I guess you know maybe the merch was there and maybe that's where she was you know seeing some of that money like the men were. Um, but no, I don't think that anybody has been bigger in, in 2019. I don't think anybody was bigger than Becky. No way. Yeah. And so I, it's, uh, and you know, when you were saying that about the wrestlers and how AEW is kind of in the way, it kind of reminded me of when Randy Orton pretended like he went to AEW and kind of leveraged that to WWE to get mm-hmm. this nice contract, which was smart. And he should, and all wrestlers should. And yes, MJF should go talk to WWE. All professional athletes should be doing (laughs) that. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I could see, so I can see that. Maybe that's how WWE pays women better. Maybe, you know, they have a Charlotte Flair who goes to AEW and like, well, you know, my fiance is here. Maybe I want to go here too. (laughs) Let me see what they would offer me and then bring it back to WWE. But she's a bigger name. So I don't know how, you know, a Naomi or a Nikki Ash, or, you know, a woman like that, how they, if they go to WWE, I mean, if they were to go to ADW, would it be enough for them, you know, would their offer be enough to leverage? So I think it depends on the star power um, mm-hmm. as well, if, and, you know, how much money AEW would be willing to offer, and if they can leverage that with WWE. I don't know that some of these other women who aren't the Four Horsewomen or Bianca I don't know that they can leverage AEW into being higher paid women. No. Um, Mel, Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on to, uh, to go through all of this. We've, we've gone uh, just over an hour and, uh, there's still plenty of stuff we could have probably said. Um, we're probably yeah. uh, when the show's over, we're thinking, oh, I should have brought that point up and mentioned <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's an ever changing um, event that's, that's happened. And, and uh, yeah, we'll have to just keep following the news and, and see how it all unfolds because uh, there's definitely more chapters to be written about this uh, about this story. That's for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so very much for uh, having us on here to talk about it. No, it was an absolute pleasure to have you both. So uh, for Sam and for Mel, I'm David signing off and thank you for listening to another episode of The Bug Extra.